You are listening to I Am Sherry Goodall, the podcast about starting a business as a midlife career woman. Conversations with friends, reviews, ideas, and random thoughts. Now here's Sherry. Well, let's jump into it. First and foremost, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the I Am Sherry Goodall podcast. I and love it. Oh! <laughs> Sorry. I know. We're like- we made it. Mama, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> so today I have a very special friend with me. If you can't tell by the laughter and joy already, I have my friend, Deb Donald Langer. You got I it. almost got it right. Donald Dlinger. My Don tongue Linger. gets tied. Don Dlinger. Yes. She really is my friend, despite the fact that I get tongue tied when I say her name. But Deb is an amazing, amazing woman. And she tells her story about ever since she was 18, she had been studying and learning about self-development and personality models and how to understand and improve herself. And she moved into a space where she's now able to help us. Deb actually holds a master's degree in engineering. Kudos to you, hat tipped. She is an experienced and accredited as an advanced practitioner and mentor in the energy psychology field, specifically known as EFT. Welcome, Deb. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're so gracious. And it's so good to see you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. I got to jump straight into this because I know that there are people who still don't really know what EFT is. So start out, tell us a little bit about what exactly is EFT. Are we going to be, are we allowed to do some tapping on this? Wouldn't that be cool to do a quick round of tapping? Yes. All right. EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques, and it's a self-help, self-care approach that you are literally tapping on these acupressure points and you can feel the intense emotion shift. And it's really, until you've done it, you don't know how amazing it is, right? Sort of sounds uh-huh. like sex, right? <laughs> it, it is a stress reliever, but yeah, it's slightly more Listen, appropriate to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works better than sex some days. It, it does. Okay. And, uh, and the premise is that negative emotions are stuck energy in our body. So it sort of turns the whole world of how we relate to negative emotions upside down. It's not something we have to talk about or, or desensitize ourselves or change ourselves. Tapping like gets things flowing again. And when you clear the stuck feelings, then the new perspectives come in. And you, know, you get smarter and you get wise and you see the situation differently. And we become better versions of ourselves and not carrying around all this emotional luggage. So it really is a tool you can use yourself and then also use with other people. So, yeah. And how did you come to really get into this somebody handed me a book and they said you might be interested in this book they it was actually somebody um, a metaphysical teacher psychic they said this is going to be your work in the world i didn't believe them Uh, (laughs) so and the book was the book was called thought field therapy which is the precursor to eft and i read the book i'm like "Eh, okay and then i found a therapist who did the eft version and I'm like, oh, I understand. So it worked for me first. And then I was in a law of attraction group and people were trying to manifest things. And I could feel their tension around some of the things they were talking about. And I'm like, 
oh, the missing piece is tapping. Tapping is what EFT is also called. So, uh -huh. so I just started this group for free with this little manifestation group. And I'm like, let's do some tapping. So I just jumped in and it was the missing piece for people. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. And I was able to get. Now, how did you take the leap from engineering to this, though? Seriously, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a um, big leap. I was, well, the, my favorite class in engineering school was psychology. So that should have been a clue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah. I was working um, at an aerospace company as an engineer. And then they started doing this process improvement program where they trained people to be team facilitators. And I ended up being very good at facilitating people. I then moved across country. I met my hus husband, now husband, and I had to change jobs. And I got a job in training and development. So I was start. I was moving over into the corporate self-help world a little bit, and then I had my first kid, and I didn't want to go back to work at a company. Um, so I became a stay-at-home mom for a couple of years, and then my I have three kids. My youngest was two, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need some form of working. But I was homeschooling. I decided we had decided to homeschool. So how do I work from home? So I went from being a corporate helper to falling into working one-on-one -on -one with people. And it was the itch that I didn't even know I had to scratch. It, I, it is so much more satisfying than corporate work. I love, I love, love, love one-on-one -on -one work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what are some of the things that bring people to you? Like how do, how do people discover that they need to learn EFT? You know, if I could answer that question, <laughs> I would be the master marketer that I know you are. Um, normally, they're, they're, they're struggling with some sort of life change. It might be they're changing their job or a relationship issue, or they just aren't feeling satisfied. Their life isn't working. Uh, you know, they hit a milestone, like normally like age 30 can be a big turning point or, or 40 or 50. And they're like, something's not working. I want to go deeper therapy hasn't been my answer. So what else is available? So they've normally tried something else traditional and they haven't gotten the results they want. Yeah. Awesome. So I was mentioning to you before we started talking that I was teaching women's seminars and doing some um, training around actually around the country and in Canada. And one of the things that we talked about were unusual ways to release stress. And I started mentioning about tapping and what I learned from attending your workshop, which I can't wait to get to another one. It has been so amazing what um, just learning that much and what like, I, I think we were together like two hours or so. Um, Not even it, that. It was yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what other ways do people use tapping? I, I heard you mention law of attraction and, of course, stress mm -hmm. relief. Um, are there mm -hmm. other ways that you can implement and use this? Absolutely. Some people use it for physical things. So I have a physical pain. They'll tap on the, just the physical pain that they have. They'll tap for the physical pain. Some people use it on if they're stuck in negative thinking. Um, so even though I'm thinking this way, so you can use it for anything that gets your attention as being undesirable or annoying. And that's what's interesting about tapping is that we focus on the negative, which contrary to a lot of popular thinking is actually okay to do because we're cleaning house as we do it. We're cleaning house energetically. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to kind of walk through maybe yeah. a, a, an example or something? Let's do some and, tapping. And this thing because I was like wait aren't we supposed to like not talk about the negative <laughs> but it's the best example is if you cut and scrape yourself and you cover up the wound without cleaning it it gets infected 
So tapping is cleaning out those emotional wounds. So here's the thing. If something bad happened and you had the space and you had a friend to talk to and you could process it and you could shake it off, you wouldn't need to tap. But because we often don't have the time and space to tap on things, as to, to process things as they happen, we store them in our body. So tapping helps us clean out that junk that we've stored that we don't need to be carrying around anymore. So it's yes. spring cleaning. Yes. Yeah. All right. So what have you noticed in your world um, around you, people you talk to? Like, what are the feelings that are going for people around the virus? That I think that's such a hot topic for people. What's the pulse that you're noticing, if I can ask you that? Well, I, I think the biggest thing that I hear is the sense of overwhelm that comes all at once. Like you think you're managing it and then all of a sudden you just, I've heard people say they just started breaking down crying. Um, myself included, I did that. Mm -hmm. um, just out of nowhere and just feeling mm -hmm. overwhelmed by, you know, so much that's going on, the death, the amount of death, the financial crisis that people are finding themselves in, the unknowing Mm-hmm. And like the unease, like what, where's the path forward? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. So, you know, I need you to talk back with me when we tap because I need an audience here. Yes, or I need yeah, a will. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So what we're going to do is we'll be tapping on eight different points in the body. And I invite everybody watching, listening to tap along with us. Say the words, even if you don't quite believe them, um, and just see what happens. And one thing about tapping before you start is really good to notice how intense do you feel before we start. So when you were talking about the overwhelm and the, the death and the finances, I just had this sense of um, like grief. I just could feel this wave of emotion. And if I were to tune into it, it's probably like an 8 out of 10 intensity for me listening to you. For yourself, would you want to give a number of what you're noticing in the world around you? Oh, I would definitely say probably a seven or eight out of 10. I actually lost a family member last week. And, um, you know, I've heard about some other people who have lost members or come very close to losing them. So, yeah. Mm, you lost this person to the virus or to another health so condition? We, are, we, we still aren't really sure because there were underlying health conditions. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a very strong chance that it could have been the virus mm -hmm. because he worked in um, uh, in the public in the New York City area. So mm. he had, you know, an essential job. So Yeah. Can I ask how old he was? He had just passed his 55th birthday uh, like oh. three weeks ago. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Side of the hand. So we're tapping. So everybody watching, I want you to tap because if you say this stuff without tapping, you'll just get yourself in a mess, right? <laughs> okay, yep. Yeah. I won't be. So we're tapping on the side of the hand. Um, yeah, even though it's really overwhelming. Even though it's really overwhelming. And I don't know where to start. And I don't know where to start. Yeah. I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. Even though everything is overwhelming. Even though everything is overwhelming. I've got my job. I've got my job. Or my lack of a job. Or my lack of a job. Mm -hmm. I've got my family. I've got my family. Got this stupid ass stay at home thing. <laughs> Definitely have this stupid ass stay at home thing. Yeah. Um, and all this uncertainty. 
and all of this uncertainty. And a lot of me feels overwhelmed. A whole lot of me feels overwhelmed. Yeah. I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. Mm. Even though there's a lot going on for everybody around me. Even though there's a lot going on for everyone around me. And there's no place to rest. And there's no place to rest. Mm -hmm. I notice that right here, right now, I'm safe. I notice that right here, right now, I'm safe. Yeah, nice. Then we're going to tap on the points. The first point is the beginning of the eyebrow. And you can use one hand or both, whatever is more comfortable. And it literally is the beginning of the eyebrow. And we use a shorter phrase. So yeah, feeling overwhelmed. Feeling overwhelmed. Side of the eye on the bone in front of the temple. <sighs> this this stress. This stress. Under the eye. This virus. This virus. Under the nose. Mustache area. If we had a mustache. <laughs> um, a few hours ago. <laughs> yeah, yes, there's oh yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, oh, this stupid ass motherfucking virus that's changing my life. This dumb, whatever you want to say, stupid yeah. virus that is changing all of our lives. Oh, it's really okay to swear when we tap when we feel it. Yeah, oh, and then and what happens? You can feel the shift. So now I'm like, oh, people are dying. Oh God, people are yeah. dying. Yeah. We're on the collarbone now. This is um where you knot a tie, go down and out about an inch. Yeah, right there. You got it. Oh, <sighs> feeling sad. I'm feeling sad. Yeah. Under the arm along the bra line. You can't see it on camera, about four inches down. Yeah. Um, it's not fair. It's not fair. Yeah. Top of the head. But there's nobody to blame. I could think of some people to blame. I was just going to go to the next one. I really want to blame. Yeah, I was going to go to that one. Yeah, I was going to go. Yeah, but actually, yeah, I'm really, so keep going. I'm really mad. I am really mad. Yeah. Who are you mad at? Who would you blame? Mm, okay. I just feel like there's a lack of leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Lack of leadership. Lack of integrity. I feel like there's a lack of coordination and, mm -hmm. and compassion. Mm -hmm. Lack of compassion. Yeah. I want a they leader don't... who's more compassionate. Yeah. Are we talking about our president? Or... I'm going to remain neutral. Thank you. Okay. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, my last podcast, I just let go. I couldn't stand it. So it was, yeah. Um, so, but can you notice as you're tapping, do you feel like any of the scientists or politicians are doing a good job? There are a few that I do. And I have to say here in Maryland, I'm super, super uh, proud to be under Governor Hogan. I really yeah. am. He really, yeah. I feel like he put us first. Yeah. That's been my experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So stop there. 
So we meandered and covered a lot of stuff. We broke one of the rules of tapping. You're supposed to sort of focus on one thing at a time. <laughs> That's okay. That was my fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I um, certainly you know, feel better. You feel better? Yeah. Um, I did three podcasts around the tapping virus stress, and I broke it down into specific things. And there, there's people seem to go through different phases. One is like overwhelm. One is a sense of doom, but I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing differently. One is the grieving. One is where we just get completely numbed out, like I can't deal with anything, and we just go stop. And then another shock comes, and we go through the cycle again. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm noticing. Cycle, cycle, cycle. Yeah. Do you think that you need to be somewhat of an empath to be able to do this type of work? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, was my real answer. Um, there are EFT practitioners who are very good at following their clients' words and energy, like take what the client gives them, they use. Um, uh-huh. being, being empathic and intuitive adds another dimension to tapping that can make it go you can go deeper places i think it makes it more interesting for me to do this work as an empath or an intuitive person but you can have somebody who's not who can do sort of very clinical procedure tapping it's just not as much fun in my book um Uh yeah how's that for a (laughs) non-answer no that's a great answer yeah Yeah. that's a great answer when did you realize that you would transition what you've learned into actually being a business and treating people for pay. So my manifestation goal, my youngest was two years old, is I wanted to have my own, I wanted $100 a month, no, a week, $100 a week of my own money because the financial arrangement was my husband was working and I was staying at home and I'd had a good income before as an engineer. And I'm like, I need $100 a week of my own money. So when I started working with people with tapping, I was very clear I'm doing this to make money. Um, it just, that's what I wanted. And that was the way for me to see it happen. Yeah. It was a very small goal. (laughs) But, you know, it's an amazing goal. And I'm so glad that we're doing this recording and, and, and this interview when we are, because one of the things that I feel very strongly is that there are a lot of people and women in particular that are at home, like you and I, who maybe had great careers, Um, you know, of a certain age, I like to call it, the midlife ladies, and um, have skills that they don't monetize, that they don't know they can monetize, and are sitting at home saying, well, I'm not an essential worker as it's being defined in this moment, but there's some essential service or product that they could be um, providing, and they don't even know it. So I love that you took something that you learned, you enjoyed and said, you know what, I'm just going to monetize this. I'm going to turn it into what I need. Where did you go to start finding people? It, um, I was, it, two things. I, um, I was in online groups around parenting because I was an unschooling. I was attachment parenting. So I was in groups that, with shared interests. And this was back in 2006 when listservs were really popular and people were getting, people were not as overwhelmed by social media yet. They, so it was this new and adventurous. So I had so many places that I could get volunteers 
and I actually started charging pretty quickly. Um, I was lucky. But what's funny, so my circumstances, you know, I'm homeschooling my three kids. I'm at home. I have to work from home by phone. I felt apologetic. I was embarrassed that I was working in this limited way to because it fit into my lifestyle. And the irony that here we are in 2020 and everybody yes. is working that way. Like, I... I've been doing it forever, babe. But the fact that I was embarrassed about it, yeah. Um, and now Deb, we don't have to be embarrassed, yeah. Let, let's hang here for a minute because yeah. my mother and I were just talking about this yesterday. And I was saying to her, I said, you know, just a few years ago, as short as like five to, five to eight years ago, I was a single mom juggling a job with a kid in high school, trying to get her to volleyball tournaments and all of those things. And I'm at home working at night because I had to leave work early because you got to go to the kid's game and you got to meet the teacher and blah, 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 blah. And you're constantly feeling apologetic. And now the whole world is working that way and it's become completely acceptable. And I so love it. And I love that I'm seeing not only because I think as women, we've always known that this is what it is. We juggle a million and one balls. We keep them all in the air most of the time. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. I'm loving, like last night I was watching Jimmy Fallon and his kids come crashing in the room while he's in the middle of an interview and they're climbing over him and they're laughing and he's laughing with them. But he was like, you guys, I'm working. And they're just, you know, rambunctious. But that's what our lives have always been, as women at least, or mm -hmm. stay-at-home parents, because there's some dads that work from home. And that's what it is when you're working from the same space where you live, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So where, what do you suggest to people, you know, how did you get past that, that feeling of, you know, <sighs> like I'm embarrassed? Because I think some oh. people still are. Yeah. Well, tapping is great for for feeling embarrassed. So the thing about tapping is I'm using tapping with clients all the time, but I'm using it for my own stuff. So I can't get stuck in any feeling at all because then I'd be a fraud not using um, what I'm learning. But but this is a great story. So having you know, my three little kids, they'd go watch a TV show for an hour while I had a client and they wouldn't rarely interrupt me. And I had one client who was working on an issue around parenting and my daughter, my youngest, kept interrupting me whenever this one client had a session. And I was just like, I'm like, I was embarrassed. And finally, I had to tell the client, I said, you know, I'm sorry, my daughter does come first. And she got so mad at me and she fired me. But her very issue was that she wasn't putting her kid first. And oh, no. yeah, it was hilarious because the, the universe was creating the very situation that I feared and also that she was working on. And I got clear about my values were and if my child needs me. And it was a relief to other parents to know what I was going on. Like, yeah. Um, so it was, I had to get real. I had to get real and say, this is the situation and not pretend. I would, yeah. I would love to know where she is now with that whole thinking. You know, does she ever outgrow that and realize, you know what, the very thing that I was paying her for is the very thing. Wow, I've only lost two up. clients ever from they were just satisfied with me out of hundreds and that was one of them. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, listen, so how does Deb take care of Deb? 
do you, uh, what, you know, do, what do you use? I know, I, of course you use tapping, but do you have any mm-hmm. other techniques or do you have a go-to place? What, do you, what else do you do to, to, for self-care? That is my, one of my challenges because um, I get bored with routines and I can get easily lost in that busyness. I've started journaling again in the morning while my coffee is brewing. I write one page and then I do a short little um, poem like the Heiku, he- he- the, you know, the Japanese Heiku. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, I, and then oh, I, oh, 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 no, oh, no, 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 the, no, the short poem, just where you write your poem, it's like seven syllables, five syllables, seven syllables. It's a oh, format of a poem. Okay. Yeah, it's, um, and, and so I make myself write a short little poem reflecting how I'm feeling. It takes five yeah. minutes, but that time to process internally is really an important part of my self-care. Um, and then I, I work, um, I connect with my colleagues where we talk every week and we tap back and forth. Um, nice. my biggest, yeah, so it's, it's getting my alone time to think about things is my biggest challenge because obviously I'm extroverted, you know, <laughs> and I like uh-huh. going out. Um, and then believe it or not, recording when my, my podcast where I tap on things, so it's my stuff, but I'm sharing it. That is so relaxing because I'm, I'm talking to myself. I go off in, a, in my closet right now is my recording studio is my closet. <laughs> So because it's got the right acoustics. Yes. And I really enjoy that. So, um, yeah, but I'm not the best at self-care. So it, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. 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 Well, we're always a work in progress. What would you say are um, any of the challenges or setbacks that you've had that have, um, that you've overcome and helped you to get to where you are? Well, one is definitely the embarrassment about being, not being professional enough. Um, that, that whole stigma, like, okay, this is what I'm offering. There's a, is a good, like not thinking it had to be more professional than I actually was. I think coming Uh from a corporate setting is challenging. Um, it's like, does this count? Like does working from home count? Right? Yeah. Yes. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then, um, the, the details, like I'm not good at tasking and hiring assistants or virtual assistants or, I'm so I, I try to do it all. Um, I do have a, an amazing website designer, um, but I know if I wanted to go to the next level, it would be more effective if I started to hire people. But then you get into that the commitment of hiring people; um, it helps you grow. So there's an edge I think I run into around trying to do everything myself. Um, yeah. Yes. And it, and I, I don't understand. know the answer to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the middle of um, actually interviewing and and looking to hire a virtual assistant myself because last week I was like oh my god the wheels are going to come off any minute now Mm -hmm. and I realized I had to do something before the wheels came off Mm -hmm. and before it was too late so you know kudos to me because I like to say that we should celebrate ourselves but I think we do have to recognize where we are in the process Mm -hmm. um, before it's too late so even mm-hmm. with the tapping, would you suggest that the moment we start feeling, you know, that anxiousness or overwhelm or sadness that we start tapping at that moment? Or, you know, when when do you incorporate this? Oh, tap. OK, so everyone can find their own way of using tapping. One way to do it is when you wake up in the morning, whatever you're thinking about, you tap on that. So so you wake up and you're like, oh, man, I have to call the 
electric company. You're like, oh man, even though I don't want to call the electric company. So you just use what you wake up with. Another is exactly what you said. As soon as you start to feel anxious or unsettled or sad, you're like, oh wait, pause. Let me set the timer for five minutes and tap. Um, some people tap while they drive because you can tap with one hand unless you've got a stick shift um, and they're a little bit distracted by the driving. Um, some people journal and tap. Um, so if you can build oh. it into, yeah, that, that is great. You just journal and then you go back and you notice anything that makes you mad or intense and you tap on those statements, tap for those statements. Yeah. And then you can also oh, tap by it. following along other people's stuff. So. Um, Explain. I don't know what you mean. So you can tap, there are a million and one videos of people tapping for different subjects. So you can just follow okay. somebody else tapping. Yeah. So. Okay. Or we could just download the app, Tapping with yeah. Deb. You could. Yeah. <laughs> we can listen to the podcast and we can get our tap on. Yeah. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, my gosh. So. All well, right. What's next for you, Deb? I don't know. My three children are aged 18, 20, and 21. They are college students. One's just graduated. This is a major transition. Um, I've had to make the decision, do I want to do groups or do I want to do the one-on-one? -on -one? Like, how do I seem? Am I like selling a million things to a million people or am I like more in-depth work? I love the one-on-one. -on -one. I just like, yeah. uh, but I don't know what's next. I'm, I'm at a crossroads. I'm at a crossroads. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm sure that you will find something that is fulfilling for you. Yeah. And when when you're ready, we'll come back and talk about that too. Yeah, yeah. And I want to know how can I support you. I'm like, wait, enough about me. I want to know how can I support you. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for asking that. So you know, being on the podcast and and like we always do share when we know things are out there that are great and can help other people. Um, I just started a new Facebook group, which there was a mix up. So we had to rebuild the group, but it's called midlife women entrepreneurs. So if you're out there and you're interested, join that group. Um, but you know, just, just being in my space and when you need help, just call me. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no river low enough. <laughs> I so, love your voice yeah. so much. Oh my God. Your voice is just like, oh yeah. Sorry. It's Aww. really good. <laughs> it's a great voice. Especially when you tap, when you're tapping, you got in that space better than I did. I'm like, oh man, she's killing it here. So. <laughs> Maybe I should move into doing some voiceover work too then. No, oh just... yeah. Night. No. Yes. <laughs> Late night and slow jams. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh God. Oh, boy. Well, I love to end the show with rapid fire, which is where I get to ask you some questions and you answer just whatever comes to mind for you first. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. People would be surprised to know that I what? Used to be a power lifter, a competitive power lifter. Definitely am surprised to know that. <laughs> what? All right. Other than your own profession and engineering, what would you like to do? I mean, work-wise? Mm-hmm. Uh, be a firefighter. I love it. Wow. Wow. All right. Last question. When you go to the bookstore, what section do you automatically get drawn to? 
self-help. Love it. I probably should have guessed that. Yeah, it's, I'm a self-help geek. I can't help it. So. Well, then I'll give you a fourth question. What's your favorite book or what are you reading right now? Oh, what I'm reading right now, I'm reading The Psychology of Pandemics, which was just released in, in December before the pandemic started. It is amazing. Yeah, it's by Dr. Stephen Taylor. He he researched pandemics and the stuff he talks about is going to be needed. We are living it out. It is a great book. And this is so cool. They were selling it for a ridiculous price of like $100. I wrote to him saying, can you make it cheaper, please? He talked to his publisher. The publisher brought down the price. And I don't know if it's because I asked, but it's now like $20 on Amazon. I I helped affect that, yes, because I think people should be reading the book. Yeah. I'm also reading a book called Metabolic Storm by Dr. Emily Cooper. It's about metabolism issues, and it throws the whole thing about um, weight issues and, and stuff upside down on its head. So that's another book that's really exciting. Metab- okay. Metabolic Storm. Yeah. So obviously, I don't read any fiction. <laughs> You know, and I'm pushing myself to start reading more fiction, but I'm a self-help business type of guru, book reader myself. Um, so, but I want to expand the genres that I read. So, yeah. wait, what what book what books are you reading now that you like? So, actually, I um, what did I just finish? Oh, I've just finished. Um, oh, don't don't keep your day job, and then my game changer, the one I finished right before that is. Get Rich, Lucky Bitch by Mm. Denise Duffield Thomas. And uh, when I first heard the title and when I tell it to people, they're often like a little off put by like Lucky Bitch. But she talks about why she said that. And she tells her story of how she basically won this um, cruise around the world. And everybody was like, you lucky bitch. And so she talks about that and and how that evolved and snowballed into who and where she is now. So yeah, it was definitely a game changer for me. I will def- I think yeah. I've either heard it from you or someplace else. I will definitely check it out. So yeah. Definitely. And she has an yeah. app too that has really helped me a lot. So nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being here, Deb. This has been fun. We could go on forever and ever. So I don't know. I still think we need to do some workshops together. So we're going to get it together once we can actually get back out into the world a little bit more. I would love to do that because that would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, we get real life hugs again. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. No virtual hugs. We can do real hugs. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to say this before we go. I think one thing, too, that has come out of this is the importance of human touch and human um, companionship. Um, More and more, like, I feel so bad for, like, people in nursing homes who don't have family to come visit them. And, yeah. Yeah. So. And you have people at home with you, right? Like you have lots of touch around you. I do. I have my mom here. She's she's about to be 80 and she's a handful. Listen, she's a feisty little thing. But yeah. Cool. Okay, good. Just just checking it. Yeah. I got people here, too. So yeah, got lots of touching going on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Yeah, you're uh, awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Deb. (laughs) 